Deep Dive, a podcast of CGT Radio. We go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming from Beijing, I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you along. On today's show, we go through great summer travel ideas with never-ending fun things to do. And you know what's most important? Staying cool. Have you planned your summer getaway? What are China's most sought-after destinations to beat the scorching heat? And thanks to the global popularity of the Barbie movie, Barbie Core. Has propped up the mood-boosting fashion trend called dopamine dressing a season longer. We keep you on trend. What is Barbiecore and dopamine dressing? And we might throw quiet luxury into this discussion about the latest fashion trend. For today's program, I'm joined by Ding Hung and Pearl. First on today's show. Summer might be the busiest time for most travel destinations, as it's the most beautiful time to see blue skies, lush green grass, and awe-inspiring views. This summer has been extremely hot around the world, and it's only the beginning of August. As this season's heat waves take hold, folks are desperately seeking an escape trip to cool down and chillax. Well, most recently, typhoon. Duck Surai brought heavy rain to the eastern and southern parts of China and gradually dissipates in the northern part of the country in late July and early August. The Beijing Observatory kept a red alert, the highest warning for heavy rainfall for days. So everybody, stay safe and take care of each other. And could you guys please give us a market review of how popular our summer escape travels these days? Well, this is a, according to a piece of report by a Chinese newspaper, Economic Daily.、Uh, the national tourism market in China is seeing a、uh, strong rebound, basically throughout the summer, with summer escape travel being one of the hottest searches on various, you know, travel-focused platforms. Uh, data from Ma Feng War, for example, China's own online travel sharing platform. Shows that、uh, searches related to domestic summer getaway on its platform has increased by 150 percent、um, year on year, and according to a latest report released by the China Tourism Academy, which is a Beijing-based research institution, the market scale of travels to escape the summer heat. And other related businesses has reached 1.2 trillion, rather to 1.5 trillion yuan. That's somewhere between 168 and 210 billion U.S. dollars. So basically, market analysts say this kind of、um, trend or this kind of a travel pattern has become a major contributor to the growth of the summer tourism market. And according to the 21st Century Business、uh, Herald. A Chinese business、uh, news daily newspaper places that feature countryside, you know, mountains, rivers,、uh, forests, and lakes. This kind of、uh, 
natural scenic spots are really among the top choices for many many Chinese average Chinese、um, tourists. And yes, it's your individual economy that shores up the overall economy of a country. And travel is consumption. Travel is bringing outsiders into a new place, and then people spend, have a good time there, and that's a vital part of the economy right now. And、uh, Pearl, when you look at summer travels, is it pretty custom in your home country of South Africa that people take some time off during summer holiday, and this is like key moment for people to go out and travel? Oh, absolutely. I mean, our summer in South Africa is around、um, November, December, that period、um, until I think it runs until January or February, and during that time, a lot of people. Do get time off. The schools are off,、uh, especially for the month of December, and so kids can go on vacation with their families. Even people who are working, that's the time when most people take time off or go on holiday to be with their families. Especially those who travel, who work from、uh, far from their hometowns. Especially people who work in big cities, they go back to their hometowns and rural areas, etc. Similar to what happens in China, it's just that the scale is not as big. But yes, we do have people that work in big cities, and then around the holidays, around the summer holidays, they go back to their hometowns to spend time with their families. I come from a coastal city in South Africa, which is Durban on the east coast. So there, we experienced, you know, a beehive of people <laughs> going to the beach、uh, every December. So you'll see people making a bee a beeline rather、uh, to the <laughs> to the beach, you know, and、uh, people there'll be people from inland provinces coming down to our province or to our city to enjoy themselves、um, at the beach. And、um, but then the interesting thing is that even us locals, that's the time we choose to go to the beach, and then you find that it's packed. With、uh, people from outside the province as well as the city, and us who also think, oh, this is the right time to go to the beach,、um, you know, when it's packed with、uh, people from outside the province. I don't know why it just happens that way, and、uh, you know, on during other times, it's. Quite empty, you know. Only when it's really hot, then、uh, people would actually go to the beach. But usually, the beaches in 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 Durban they are packed around December,、uh, because that's when most people have their time off. And yeah, so that's the tradition in South Africa, especially and since we also have like two major holidays in December.、Um, we have、um, a, a holiday on.、Um, On the sixteenth of December, a national holiday, and then we have、uh, Christmas holiday on the twenty fifth, as well as Boxing Day on the twenty seventh. So <laughs> those days, if you don't like、uh, lots of people at the beach, don't go <laughs> to the beach. As as well as on the first of January. So from the thirty first of December to the first of January, don't go to the beach because yeah, it's packed and it's hot. Then too, it's hot, but I would say not as hot as here in China. Yeah, it would get. I think the highest temperature would be around, say, thirty-four degrees Celsius. Um,、oh. from my from what I remember, maybe because of of、uh, climate change, 
it's maybe even hotter than that now but the highest i would say is around especially in durban would be around 34 but then uh, i find the weather is is quite comfortable because it's also a bit humid there i mean unlike here in beijing where the weather gets to be very dry and um, it's really bad for my skin <laughs> because it starts peeling and everything It is really interesting when we talk about summer vacations. Like here in China, for years I used to think that this is very much for the students. When you're a grown-up working adult and then you look at it as oh, what a luxury that the students can enjoy because for most of us working people, I don't necessarily think that we have this tradition of taking some time off just because it's summertime unless you're a parent and you want to take your kids out on a vacation that kind of thing. So, you know, when we first approached the subject, I really didn't have or still don't really have that many great personal recommendations to give to people for summer getaways because I'm always working during summertime. Um Ding Hong, what's your observation when it comes to is there like a little bit of a difference in how we approach summer holidays so to speak as working people here in this country yeah i very much um you know agree with what you have uh, said basically for us working people we have limited access to summer holiday yeah for our colleagues who have children they can you know apply for maybe a week or two weeks of holiday you know to take their kids out of um the city where they reside to enjoy the summer holiday but That's all, you know. My observation is that um, in, in China,、uh, in modern China, there is not yet a very mature, you know, mindset or culture regarding enjoying the summer. You know, it's all about working. Yeah, by comparison, in countries like the United States of America, I guess,、um, yeah, if you contact most of your, you know, of your partner, business partners during summertime. American business partners during summertime, most of them would tell you、uh, they are enjoying holiday and not for work. So this kind of stuff. But、um, I would say it's um it's like growing trend in China at the same time, you know,、uh, because、mm-hmm. uh, in recent years we're seeing a lot of um not necessarily personal recommendation, but recommendation from um from some online platforms like、uh, Xiao Hongshu. Etc. Etc. For example, yeah, you know, if we talk about some particular example, I guess uh, say uh, Changbai Mountain in the northeastern Chinese province of Jilin is a very much sought after summer holiday getaway spot. You know, and we have also places like Zhangjiajie, and even you know, this growing trend regarding people enjoying. Ice and snow sports、uh, during summer, of course, indoor. You know, within indoor facilities,、uh, this kind of thing, largely thanks to the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics being held in China and Zhangjiakou. Well, these are some really great examples. Let's go through them in a bit more detail. And we saw the latest figures come in that there were already more than one million visitors. Who have graced the Changbai Mountains already this year, and this is only the beginning of August. Look at where we are at, and then the Changbai Mountains. It is so beautiful, and it is so cool. I think it's just naturally 
associated in our minds that this is a cool place to be. So Ding Hong, could you tell us a bit more about how come that the Changbai Mountain is occupying this special place in our hearts when it comes to, oh, I want a cool summer vacation? Yeah, I think uh, primarily it's because of its uh, geographic location. It's in uh, northeast um, Chinese province of Jilin. So that particular, you know, geographical region is uh, naturally associated with uh, coolness during summer and even extreme cold, low temperature during winter. So talking about this particular, you know, scenic spot, uh, it spans across the border between Jilin province actually and between Jilin province and North Korea actually so it is really a vast and picturesque region known for its stunning natural beauty and really diverse ecosystem and I guess really uh, one of the most um, you know well-known attractions within that particular site is this uh, lake called Tianchi it is actually a crater lake formed by some ancient time uh, volcanic activities. So nowadays, a volcano is gone already, but uh, the lake itself is very much renowned for its crystal clear blue water. And it is uh, surrounded by forests and snow-capped peaks. So it really offers a, a kind of a tranquility to any visitor, I think. Everybody can imagine that kind of scenario. And uh, for the information of our listeners, I guess every December, this particular lake will begin to freeze with the lowest temperature reaching minus 44 degrees Celsius until the ice melts at around mid-June the next year. So basically, I guess each year there are more than six months when this particular lake is actually freezing. It's uh, in a state of uh, ice and, and snow. So I guess when the frozen Tianzhi Lake begins to melt, beginning in early summer, Changbai Mountain will usher in the it's uh, the so-called summer tourism peak. So it's yeah. a very, you know, limited yet precious period of time for visitors to pay a visit. Very nice. And <laughs> the northeastern parts of China is overall seen as a really nice region to go to pick your spot for a cool summer getaway. And there are plenty of choices over there. And uh, the Changbai Mountain is a fabulous choice out of them all. And Pearl, what are some of your recommendations or observations um, after living in China for so many years? Where's a good place to spend your time to get away from the summer heat? Well, one of the popular places or destinations amongst locals as well as foreigners is Jiangjia. Yeah. Am I pronouncing yep. it correctly? Yeah, yes. Yeah. My friends have been there and they loved it. And they've been encouraging me to go there. And uh, it's in the southern parts of uh, China. It's in Hunan province. And I've just been to Hunan province myself. Uh, but uh, different county. It was, uh, we went to, last week, we went to Dao County, which is uh, southwest of um, Changsha the capital city of Hunan province. And uh, I must tell you, 
it was really hot. It was boiling hot and I almost melted <laughs> in that heat. I think the highest temperature was around 38 degrees Celsius. Um, it was in the yeah higher 30s for consecutive days while we were there. And um, I hear that uh, Zhang Jiajie is also like a very uh, cool place for people to visit, especially when you are into like uh, natural forests, if you love those, because they offer, um, I guess, real coolness in, in the summer, especially in this heat wave that we are experiencing. And um, there are also um, the mountains there, the Tianmen Mountains that stand very tall. And if you go up those mountains, you do get, I mean, the temperature there at the summit is around 26 degrees Celsius. So in the summer, that is really, really cool because, as I just said, um, the weather, they can get up to like the upper 30s. So if you can get yourself in a temperature of around 26 degrees Celsius, that is great. Believe me, because <laughs> I've, I've felt the heat there in uh, Hunan province. It's really, really hot. It's almost as hot as here in Beijing. But Beijing went up to the 40s in recent weeks. So I think Beijing is even way hotter than uh, most places. So if people are interested in seeing uh, beautiful views as well as, you know, being in a cooler atmosphere, I would say go to Tianmen Mountains, visit that place and you maybe won't regret it. Sounds really great. And also it's, you know, spectacular views. And uh, it's been famous uh, among Chinese people for a very long time, but its fame sort of garnered that uh, international stamp <laughs> uh, when the South Sky Pillar in Yuanjiajie scenic area in Zhangjiajie turned out to be the prototype of the famous Avatar floating mountain, to oh, be more yeah. precise, the Hallelujah Mountain of Pandora. Who doesn't want to see that again, <laughs> you know, in real life? So it's breathtaking. It's uh, an iconic views. place. Let's say yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm. And I think it's kind of fascinating when you see the creators of content, like you know, director James Cameron, he went to Zhang Jiajie and he was amazed by what he saw and then he used it in his movie. I think that's like drawing inspiration from uh, mm. Mother Nature and gaining international approval in, in a way and uh, forever cemented in that iconic movie. Well, I use iconic too often. Forever <laughs> cemented in the Avatar movie. So that's one thing that I think is really cool to see. Mm. And uh, yeah. Ding Hong, what else can you recommend? Well, I guess if you are not really a fan of natural scenic spots, maybe some man-made facility regarding ice and snow sports, like I suggested earlier, is a viable option for you because really uh, ice and snow sports have become increasingly popular among people uh, nowadays who are looking to escape the summer heat, especially after the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, ice snow sports have been gaining steam here in China and it's no longer, you know, limited to winter season anymore with the building of indoor ice snow facilities over the past few years. Actually, many places across China, including many southern regions in this country, are now 
offering some really good quality ice snow leisure activities such as indoor ice skating and another thing on the horizon is this uh, super convenient transportation network in this country which makes it very easy for a local Shanghai resident, for example, to make a round trip to a city that is a few hundred kilometers away within one day to enjoy an ice rink in that particular city. So obviously we are seeing more and more people flock to ice rinks in summer and on weekends as well in recent years. And of course, the bigger picture is to citing some specific figures from 2016 to 2022. Uh, the Chinese government invested about 2.88 trillion yuan. That's more than 400 billion U.S. dollars in infrastructure projects for ice and snow tourism. That's really fascinating. Yes, it is. And for you, Pearl, um, are you more of a person who likes to go visit the natural sceneries or maybe the artificial slash human made and created environment? Or there are other kind of artistic options out there too. Artistic means that, well, you got to have a human created as well, I guess. And one example comes to mind would be Datong in Shanxi province, North China. And it is one of the most famous historic and cultural cities in China. It's also a famous tourist destination with many historical sites. It's been listed as China's summer resort city for five consecutive years. And Datong has many well-preserved Buddhist sites. The World Heritage Site Yungang Grottoes is one of the most popular for tourists to visit. So some thoughts from you, Pearl? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a natural scenery type of girl. <laughs> I love hiking and just walking within like large trees, you know, surrounding me and everything like that. But I don't mind going to an ice rink, even though I'm not a very good skater. I'm not <laughs> prolific in ice skating. I just started actually when I first arrived here in China or my second year, I can't remember, or first year or second year. That's when I actually learned to ice skate. We were, my friends and I went, oh, colleagues from where I used to work, we went to an ice rink and I tried it out. I fell a few times. It, it hurts. But, you know, <laughs> it was good. I had a great time. So I do like that kind of uh, scene also. I've also tried learning skiing here. We have um, an ice rink or an ice hockey place right next to our office building. And uh, I did try uh, one lesson because a friend of mine had a lesson to spare. And she was like, oh, why don't you try it out? So I tried it. I actually liked it, even though my Chinese was not that good at that time. <laughs> I have improved a bit now, but at the time, the coach and I, we, we tried our best to communicate. <laughs> he was uh, he was such a great guy. I, I mean, I, I think I need to go back and find him and, and have him coach me so that I, I get better at my skiing. But yeah, I love, um, I think, indoor ice rinks. They're cool. I've never been to an outdoor ice rink. You know, the one they create on, like, especially every winter uh, on a lake or something like that. No, I've never been to that. 
Yeah. Well, if you live in or if you go to the northeastern part of China during wintertime, then there are plenty of outdoor ice rinks and uh, uh, that region gets really cold during wintertime. Mm. And um, mm. yeah, that's also why possibly that we uh, a lot of the winter sports talent we have in this country were originally from there. <laughs> mm. And yeah, let me just add this one brief point sort of echoing what Ding Hong mentioned earlier about this spider web of um, super fast high-speed trains in this country. If you want to go to Zatong from Beijing, for example, it's only about, well, a five-hour drive from Beijing. But if you take the high-speed rail, then it's less than two hours. So it makes it a great weekend getaway regardless of um, summertime or not, in my opinion. And also, if you want to get a little bit of the coolness and fresh air during summertime, consider Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region. And recently, my fellow colleagues have visited there, and they've brought back a slew of fantastic shows introducing Inner Mongolia to our listeners so maybe you can have a listen and get some ideas and maybe that can be your wonderful summer getaway as well coming up during the second half of the show we are going to discuss the power and pleasure of dopamine dressing and of course we're going to mention the latest barbie core craze stick around everybody we'll be back after this break (laughs) 